up, East High? Hello, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. That's right. We are here, Wildcat Minute, here to talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. I am Condra. And I am Tyler. And Tyler, we are the most excited. Well, maybe not the most excited, but we are very excited because we have one of our, our very good podcasting friends here with us this week. And who might that be? Uh, it's Zach Frecking Smith, formerly of Feels Like Weezer, and currently of FreckingSmithBooks.com. Hello. I'm glad oh, that you hi. clarified oh, hello. that we're podcast friends and not real life friends, even though I send you guys links on Twitter all the time. You do. <laughs> But I think because our friendship started via podcasting, like we had a no, couple weeks ago, we show. had- let's just do the show. Just, I'm done. Okay. It's like- You're getting the bare minimum now. Someone posted the meme that was like, um, I made a friend today, real or podcasting? <laughs> uh, podcasting. Yeah, that's, that's about accurate. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, it's such ah. an intimate, like when you think people whispering in your ear is one of the most intimate things. And then it's like, you've got, well, you guys- in my ears and it's like i don't know if i like that but we're friends now like <laughs> yeah. because you have been that close to my brain hole so <laughs> i mean it started hey, out Kendra, as podcasting are- friends and now we're proper friends mm, not anymore uh, not after now. that introduction <laughs> uh. why, why don't we just pivot to saying what we're talking about this episode Condra? okay we are talking about minute 81 of High School Musical. Minute 81 starts out with the board timer girl still being bored and ends with Ryan climbing the ladder of success in Bop to the Top. Wow. This episode is a perfect square, much like our guest, Seth. <laughs> what? Um, anyway, I thought I'd, <laughs> thought I'd throw a friendly <laughs> insult. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We're the ones we're the ones that have a high school musical podcast. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, look, my podcast is about a bunch where my podcast was about a bunch of virgins, so you know. And the and the fans that are also virgins, so that's <laughs> is that family friendly? Can I say that? Yeah, that yeah. Okay. A virgin I mean, we're, we're, is we're um, we're pushing the family friendly with this season at this point. It's <laughs> well I, I watched most of it. This morning, because I'm like, okay, I've watched the minutes a few times. I'm trying to reacquaint myself with the movie because I, I, I like the movie, but boy, is it boring. <laughs> like when the musical part isn't happening, it's a, it is a slog to get through, <laughs> but I like it. Question mark. So, I mean, Tyler, you have never seen this movie before, so you're watching it one minute at a time for the first time. Right. Yes. Yeah. I forgot this concept. <laughs> how how do you feel for me there's the excitement of you know <laughs> like getting to watch like two minutes of a movie at a time like it's never boring for those two minutes because it's something brand new <laughs> okay and, like even if it's not great even if it's not great i'm like wow this is something cool and then i definitely i definitely know when minutes are more fun than other minutes but do you yeah. go back it's like I- i'm it- with zach where it's like i haven't rewatched the movie either i've just mm. been watching it I, 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 two I minutes think for the last episode. I do I do agree with you, Zach, that I, I like the movie, but it's really only interesting when it's a musical, and mm-hmm. there's not enough merit to it outside of that. But Zach Efron is magnetic in this movie. He is fantastic. Like, I mean, this is the this is like the first time we've seen him, right? This is this introducing Zach Efron. No? No. No. Um his first role is in Firefly as young oh. Simon. <laughs> 
Yeah, but Condra, that's that. Literally, the definition of Firefly is that no one watched it right until later, uh, and they're he, like, "Oh, that's Zephyrin." Yeah, no, this isn't. The, even still, it's not his first. He had he had that horse movie that came out just before this too. That was like. But this is his first mainstream big role, is yeah. what Zach is saying, I think. What's the horse movie? <laughs> um, I'd have to look it up. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> it Wait, was Zach, weird. are I... you a horse girl? <laughs> are you a what? horse girl? Always, yeah. Come on, have you not seen my shirt collection okay. of horses and, uh, <laughs> and wolves? I used to unironically wear wolf shirts. No, okay. I used to ironically wear wolf shirts that kind of turned unironic. When, when my wife <laughs> that's and I, how it starts exactly my wife and i went to you know south dakota for our honeymoon you know because i'm married <laughs> in a happy loving relationship uh, and so like one thing that i wanted to do was i wanted to buy a wolf shirt when i was there because i mean like you have to buy a wolf shirt at, at, my, at mount rushmore you know like what else are you gonna do look at a rock it's nuts how that was naturally made anyway uh it was it was like there was a wolf up at the top obviously and then there was the mount rushmore and then there was another wolf and there was a moon right here it is glow in the dark yo wow you guys could Wh- not what be is the less connotation interested <laughs> in this conversation no i'm just what is the connotation of a wolf shirt other than just like i don't know a kind of not hip shirt it's a wolf shirt. Come on. Like, you look awesome in it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> There's something primal I, I think I about get a it. wolf shirt. You know, when you you think you get it. There's nothing to get here. That's, <laughs> that's the ultimate thing. Is it in part, like, having to do with uh, indigenous people's spirituality? And, like, because... I Originally, Mount Rushmore yes. was... Yeah. No, 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 it's no, an no, appropriation no, no. Of Yeah, it. it's an appropriation. Okay, but like, right. <laughs> so, like, the idea of getting a wolf shirt out in Mount Rushmore is that wolf shirts are like Dwight from The Office wears them, and I think that's all I need oh, to say see, about that, it. This is where you're missing us. Oh, I mean, it's like it's like the dorky people. thing, you know. All right, well, okay. We started off as friends, and it's here like we are. it's like what a dork would wear <laughs> instead of like, and like. Some people would wear like America shirts with like eagles and like like cool stuff on them. Like wolf is like what a dork would wear because they're not like okay uber patriotic. No, because that's also part of the wolf shirt is that they are they are extremely patriotic. That and also the the best way to describe it, the people who wear wolf shirts are also the people who own swords. <laughs> so I'm like two steps away from. Owning a wolf shirt is what you're telling me. Yes, because I, I very much then... intend to be. I very much intend to be owning a sword at some point in my life. I go to enough <laughs> friend fairs that a sword is on its way. Like, oh, but that's different. Like, oh, okay. it's that's a different weird... direction of sword. I feel like the weird ren fair people oh, wear wolf shirts. Okay, not like okay, not like the okay. well adjusted gotcha. ones. The weird. Okay, <laughs> you know gotcha. what I'm talking about, right? I got you like, now. I just insulted ninety percent of your yeah, fan base. Yeah. They pulled mm-hmm. it up wild. You, you're cats. assuming oh we have way more fans than oh. we do. <laughs> so, hey man, um, to get it. back to High School Musical, <laughs> Zac Efron's horse movie is the Derby Stallion. Looked that up real quick, but we got to get to Bob to the top. So we got to get into this Darvis stuff. Oh my god, she's the worst. <laughs> 
Allison yeah. Reed just like absorbs all screen time she has, and I just enjoy it so much. Like she's just such a presence. I wouldn't be surprised if she was literally chewing the scenery. <laughs> but I mean, this is what she's figuratively chewing the scenery in this. And it's like, I don't know if the people who wrote High School Musical have ever been a part of a High School Musical. <laughs> That's actually a good segue to your Or hist- a basketball game. Or a basketball <laughs> game. Fair. <laughs> but a good segue to what we were supposed to be talking about, in which was your history with High School Musical. Right, And you had right. mentioned before that you were actually in High School Musicals. That's- Yes, I was in musicals in high school. I was not in high school musical, not the stage show of high school musical. I I do want to point that out because there is one. And I think that would be an incredibly fun show to do. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, so I had never seen high school musical until about like 2013 when my wife and I started dating. She used to be obsessed with this movie, apparently. Like, in sixth grade, this was her jam. Like, they would, she would rewatch it over and over on tape. <laughs> um, and I tried to get her on. Like, I'm not going to lie. I really wanted her to be a part of this because, like, she has so many <laughs> feelings about High School Musical. But she's like, I will never, ever do a podcast with you. And I'm like, that hurts. <laughs> we could have just had her on that? <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, why, why would you do that? Why did you say that to me? Anyway, so... <laughs> Anyway, she, uh, so one night we got wine drunk and watched High School Musical, and I fell in love with this movie, mainly because it's like I have that connection with my wife. You know, it's like this was something she enjoyed Mm -hmm. as a kid. I get to enjoy this with her as an adult, and we both have the same feelings about it. Like, it's a fun movie to make fun of, but also there's like this charm to it that, you know, like you feel bad when other people make fun of it, but I can do it, you know. Yep. Um, Yep. That's called campy. Exactly. Yes, it's campy and wonderful and beautiful and like like the high school musical production. So like the the actual movie does feel like a high school musical as in it feels shoddily put together and not very good. <laughs> but I don't think that was intentional. I think that Kenny Ortega just isn't a good director and I think that's the same thing with uh with Hocus Pocus and I have feelings about Newsies. that. Newsies. Who wants to watch Newsies anyway? I uh, do. I love that movie, but I recognize <laughs> it's not good. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, like, my my love, just like the wolf shirt, it started off ironic. Now it's kind of unironic because, like, it's, it's just, it's one of those movies you can put on and just not pay attention and you just enjoy the experience of it. As far as in, like, high school and stuff, I did three major musicals and then I was in a bunch of, you know, like plays and stuff. But my favorite role that I've ever played was uh I was Snoopy and you're a good man Charlie Brown. Oh. And there are pictures on my Facebook of me in the Snoopy costume that I just can't I can't get rid of, you know, because it's just like, God, this looks horrible. I was in this like hazmat suit <laughs> with like the dog ears. Like honestly, mm-hmm. it, it was a hazmat suit without this like I did. Yeah, I had and the you black like makeup. They gave the me black like makeup lipstick. on your nose. Uh, they painted my yeah. face white, which it, they didn't really need to do because I mean it's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> and I got to ride on the doghouse. That was cool. I'm not a singer, is the thing. But you can. Uh, there's an old adage in the theater that you can teach an actor to sing, but you can't teach a singer to act. And that's kind of where I am. <laughs> so, like doing plays, I was usually the comedic lead. 
<laughs> you know. Uh, and then when I got into college, I did. I only did a couple of shows, um, and those were more dramas, which you have more fun doing. You have because you kind of have to break the you know the, the 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 tension, albeit whatever kind of tension is on stage. But the uh, most recently, I was in Little Women. I played a uh, John Brown. I think his name was. I don't know. They they called me in for like. I, I was the ringer for them. They called me in because somebody dropped out in the last three weeks of the show. And they're like, we need somebody. And I'm like, okay. And so I did it and I killed it. He's the, Meg, the teacher. Character? The I, don't, teacher I don't know the guy? characters in Little Women no, by Meg's name. No, the tutor? husband. Oh. In Little Women. The yeah. smallest. I was not one of the, the titular Little Women. I was married to one of them. <laughs> Les Petite Women. <laughs> I saw the I saw the Greta Gerwig movie once, and I haven't revisited it. Ah, so I don't I, remember I was any characters. To the oldest so just was just what it was. You're not you're not Bob yeah. Odenkirk. He was a tutor. He, yeah, he was okay. a tutor. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's Emma Watson's husband and Emma Watson's husband and. Okay, the Greta so now Gerwig I know. Thing. Okay, I completely forgot about okay, this. No, I my gotcha. absolute favorite role that I've ever played. It was one of my dream roles uh, that I I finally got to play a few years ago. Uh, I played Biff in Death of a Salesman, and that's a heavy play, and. That's a heavy character, but you know it was a it, it was truly an interesting experience to do, and you know especially coming from more of a comedic background, which I know it surprises everybody because you know I'm the least funny person in the world, but um, you know being able to to kind of take that and take that kind of that comedic energy, but transfer it into playing this disillusioned guy who when he was a kid, you know, he was kind of the all-American all-star, you know, and so kind of taking that energy, putting it into that role, and then kind of showing the the natural trajectory of how that usually goes with people. It, it was tough. It was a tough role. It, it I mean, and there's a lot of daddy issues and all that, you know, stuff that I have to, you know, that was very helpful. It was a very cathartic <laughs> show for me because I got to kind of deal with that as the character. And yeah, no, I, I I love the theater. I don't have a lot of time anymore to do it. Otherwise, I would. I can't because of the Rona. But you know, it's just it, it's great. It's it's such a fun thing, and that's why I was excited to watch this movie. And then being in several productions, <laughs> like it's nothing like this. Well, and then in High School Musical three, what the hell is the plot of their musical that they do? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> Like, but it's still delightful. They're like, oh, we're going to make it all about us. And it's like, no Save one cares, it. kids. <laughs> it's not good. And then uh, Kelsey, <laughs> what the hell is she wearing in this scene? <laughs> oh, her bowler hat? It, it, we're, t- we're back Did to, you just to 81 now. <laughs> well, I didn't want you to spoil High School Musical for 3 for Tyler because he's still never seen it. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. You can cut that out. That was rude. I apologize. But. <laughs> No, Kelsey wearing the bowler hat. What is that? What is um, this? Her costumes in this are ridiculous. She's a theater nerd. It's nerd-er. adorable. I've known many theater nerds. Ah, yeah. That makes sense, actually. Zach, did you not wear <laughs> did you not wear the, the absurd outfits when you were in high school and wear bowling shoes to Quirky. school to seem seem cool and interesting? No. Tyler, do you have something you well. want to talk to us about? <laughs> wow. No, that's that's a oh, reference oh, that other sure? people are have made. Are you sure? Are you sure that's podcasts. the reference other people um, have made, not like a reference to your life? Tyler's wearing an in sync shirt right now, Zach. I don't know if you can. It's see not it. a reference to my life. <laughs> I am currently wearing an in sync shirt and like a weird like 
70s swirly shirt that I got at a thrift <laughs> store. I'm not not trying to be quirky. I, you're my manic pixie dream boy, and that's all I need um, in my life. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Right. Uh, that's the aesthetic friends. I'm going for. Okay, okay. I want to be your Ramona Let's Flowers. Talk about an infinitely better movie, and that's Scott Pilgrim. Can we do that, please? It's like it is genuinely no, my favorite no, movie of all time. No, we're no, here. no. We need to talk about High School Musical. Pop to the top. The <laughs> minute to the you requested that. <laughs> It's my third favorite movie, so okay. I'm with you. So Darbus, but we need to talk about high school musical. To, like it's supposed to be this this drama teacher, unlike steroids, right? Like this isn't this isn't supposed to be a real person. Yeah, yeah. she's like Tyler and I made a guess a few weeks ago <laughs> that she made the deal with the devil, and the devil forgot about her, and so she's like just being a drama teacher now instead of like instead of getting collected after she had a really successful career, she's like just a drama teacher now, and like. She's gonna get called back soon. It's coming. Right. Yeah, and that she makes has a no lot soul. Of sense. Is the point? Um, so, what did she say? She says something like, "She says selecting the leads of a play is a yeah. is a great honor and a heavy yeah, burden." She, or something. She tells no, she all makes the people. These, like, she basically weird. is like digging at everyone else. Like, you're not good enough, but keep trying anyways, because I enjoy putting everyone down. Right. The audition scene. Like, as much <laughs> as I love audition scenes, like that's one that's one of my favorite scenes in Coco. It's one of my favorite scenes in this movie. She's so mean. Like, you don't be mean to your students. Like, that's not how you do it. You can be mean in an ironic way, but you can't be actually mean to them. <laughs> well, no, if if you're a theater teacher, well, you are mean to your students. I mean, but that's a different kind of mean, you know. You can't be, like, genuinely, like, you're terrible and I hate you. Which is what she, I mean, essentially <laughs> says. To everybody but it's hard Ryan to believe Sharpay. that I couldn't sneeze. Anyway, <laughs> who obviously have been bribing her They're for a little years pitchy now. In this song. As Sharpay keeps bringing her gifts throughout the movie, right? I mean, and she's not. <laughs> Come on, Ashley Tisdale's great. Sharpay is not. I just want to say that. Yes, but Ryan, <laughs> delightful. Somewhere in here is, of course, as we've talked about, a uh, a chorus line reference. You know, because mm, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name was. The kind of Allison Reed. Yeah, she was the thrust of the story and chorus line. And um, what's his face? Um, oh, Ant Man, yeah. Hank Pym, whoever senior that actor was the she- Michael Douglas. My- is that <laughs> Michael Douglas? What's his name? <laughs> nope. I I got the wrong name there, right? No. Yeah, he. It's a Michael something. Yeah. Michael so. Cohen. Yeah. So he, and he, he in that movie is kind of this distant, like cruel silent onlooker like silently judging everybody and she's just like i'm judging you you're terrible you're great like if michael douglas had been doing that in chorus line like it just wouldn't work as a movie and that's why darvis doesn't really work i mean she works as like a comedic character but not zero redeeming qualities real tension to her and the comedy in this scene is her inviting Kelsey, the writer of said musical, to be in this photo of presumably the kid from the newspaper. Like, I, I assume he's like a newspaper kid that's covering callbacks because, you know, that's a thing the newspaper needs to cover. Oh, what a scoop! Because there's also a basketball game and instead of Kelsey getting included in the shot, it is definitely just Darvis in this picture. <laughs> What did she? What did she say? Shall we shine our light? Or she says yep. some other platitude that means then, nothing. But then she calls upon Sharpay and Ryan 
for probably this is right up here for one of my favorite songs in this movie i get this song stuck in my head a lot it's so weird and i love oh my it God. i mm. i oh, didn't realize oh yeah. how oh problematic yeah. this song yeah. was <laughs> Um, uh, well, first, let me just do this real quick, because I got to. Um, so this is Bop to the Top. The writers, composers, lyricists, Randy Pearson, Kevin Quinn, who have done a couple other songs in the movie. So we've talked about them before, but they're back for Bop to the Top. And yeah, uh, Sharpay and Ryan come out w- to salsa music. Muy caliente. Uh, yeah, so... I wasn't sure exactly. I think, yeah, salsa or whatever it was an type of salsa beat or rhythm is this is. is. Yeah. We're not saying this is salsa music. Well, it's Kelsey yeah, that wrote it's, it. It's so weird I because mean, the. Kelsey. The, what is, she also wrote the musical in High School Musical 3. True, true. <laughs> so, I, in, in universe, it's, in universe, it's also, Kelsey like, that wrote this, is which is this really weird. Because we have. We have. Uh, <laughs> been looking for we have okay. to the top and we have breaking free which tyler doesn't know about yet but still like these three songs have nothing to do together and the sets like can we talk about like oh we got a, a tree camel. and the moon like there's a camel <laughs> the camel and the arnold and mini <laughs> i think it's it's twinkle town i i assume it's like la la land where they're like they're in hollywood and they're like you know, trying to do auditions and trying to make it big. And that's like what the what the Twinkle Town play is about. And so it's just full of kind of this like empty Hollywood imagery. And like there's the real characters at the basis of it that are trying to be something imagined and fake. And I, I don't <laughs> make Twinkle Town sound much like it might be good, but it's probably the, terrible. <laughs> and that very well could be. But... One thing that really bothers me about this movie, and I promise we will we'll get back to Bob to the Top because I have feelings. Where are they getting all this money from? Obviously, the drama department isn't well liked in the school. Like, the, I mean, the principal's like, oh, how's Troy doing? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna shoot a basketball. And, like, that's. <laughs> and she, he just cramps all over Darbus, rightly so, but at the same time, like, they obviously. They, they only care about the sports ball. And, like, these are two good assets. Like, even if you, you're, you're the best ragtag group of drama people aren't going to make a set that good. I bet quote. it's the Evans parents funding mm. their children because they're they're wealthy. And Sharpay and Ryan's parents are just like, let's give all the money. That's it. You cracked the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, it's like, it's Draco Malfoy being the seeker of the Slytherin Quidditch Thank team because his dad bought brooms for everyone. so. Uh, yeah, you I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> God. Making making illusions. Um I don't get to talk to friends very often, so I, <laughs> I forgot. I did how to realize do it. that it's possible that this isn't the arrangement that Kelsey made. Kelsey mm-hmm. probably wrote the lyrics and the melody, but it's it could be that Sharpan Ryan's like m- like music instructor did this arrangement like he did for the last song that they did. Yeah. And that's why it's like obscenely tacky. But also, What's tacky about this? I can't imagine this song not to this beat. And like, if Kelsey wrote this as another slow song, like it just wouldn't make sense as if it was not a fast song. We're gonna bop, 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 bop <laughs> to the top. I think, yeah, I think it, <laughs> oh, I think it could work. Bop, yeah, it bop, could work bop. as like a as a more stripped down 
either acapella or like just like a, a drum kit and simple you know, you don't need the horns and you don't need like the, the conga drums in the background. You just like, that's not necessary <laughs> for the song. Well, I, you know, everybody says there's no wrong opinion. That's a wrong opinion. You need those. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> even in a stripped down version of the song, like it's not going to have the heart and soul of bop to the top. Uh, it's going to. I already used the bop to the bottom joke, so I'm not going to I'm not going to do it again. But in case you decide to put that out, <laughs> it's going to bop to the bottom. It's going to flop to the bottom. <laughs> God, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I'm so mad you got that. Yeah, I'm just yes ending you. You're all good. How do I close um, out of this? <laughs> no! <laughs> Your puns are better than mine. Okay, so can we talk about the relationship between <laughs> yes. Ryan and Sharpay? Sharpay and Ryan? Yeah, do you, we've done here's it my, here's Let's my... do it again. Kelsey is the only one that sees... How awkward and wrong all of it is. I think that this is the scene where you see it the worst, though. And there's a mention before, like, if if uh, if Sharpay could play both Romeo and Juliet, Ryan would be gone. But I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. I'm like, so have they done Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> Had these two smooched at some <laughs> point on stage? Which, like, I get you have, to, you have to do that kind of stuff as an actor. Like, I understand that. Uh, like, I have a wife, you know. We've talked about this. It's okay to kiss on stage, you know, and in practice and that kind of stuff. Just you can't take it off stage. But I think they're taking it off stage is what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. It's definitely been one of those Sharpay has knocked on Ryan's door at midnight and been like, you know, maybe we should go over this. Uh, maybe we should go over the balcony scene Romeo and Juliet again. I think that would be, you know, be, and Ryan's like, thoughts. True, because Ryan is bumbling. Yeah, Ryan may be bumbling, but I think you're missing a very important character note of Ryan that may not be canon in on screen, but is canon to Kenny Ortega and Lucas Grabeel's understand like understanding of the character of Ryan. That okay, he's not interested in people like Sharpay. Yeah, well, it's his sister, yeah. Lucas Grabeel. <laughs> like it is known, like in fandom, that like. He asked Kenny Ortega, so is Ryan gay? And Kenny Ortega's like, yeah, but it's Disney, so we can't say that. Like, Right, right. I, I was making so, a dumb joke about it. Oh, okay. You know, just casual eraser. It's no big deal. Um, yes, because <laughs> in the second movie, uh, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> you've seen this meme. Pack. His fanny pack is my favorite. <laughs> no, I'm talking about this after uh, the, the baseball talk- scene. <gasps> that with Ryan Chad? and Chad switch clothes and it's like yes I mean like good for you guys but I'm yes which makes sense as to why Chad is so upset about the school musical and Troy being a part of it because <laughs> Troy gets to be close to Ryan and Chad wants to be close to Ryan that's okay what it is Chad is in love with Ryan and so but he, he's canon okay this I don't know if this is canon. I'm making this up. Head canon. That's why. I, that's oh, I, I thought said. you said it's canon. What well, is now? But I mean, they switch clothes. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you don't switch clothes with someone unless you love them. I wear my wife's pants all the time. That's not true. I would stretch them out <laughs> terribly. <laughs> but no, no, no. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Fine. All right. But the thing is, like, you haven't seen the movie, so you don't understand. Like, how close between those <laughs> I, two scenes? <laughs> Yeah, it's I, like I a know few exactly minutes. what you're talking about, Zach. Zach, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 
it, it's widely talked about in the wider or the former high school musical Tumblr community. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a thing. Yeah, they're they're in love, and I'm I'm happy for him. But yeah, I mean, Bob the Top <laughs> doesn't feel as romantic as what I've been looking for does. So. Well, the but thing the with dancing Bop to the top, is very weird. <laughs> the dancing is very not romantic, but it's a little bit more suggestive with like you know the hips and the the movements, um, which grind around the corner and the uh, or excuse me, the scoot around the corner and the um, grinding out my best, grinding out my best, yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Which which isn't to say you know there there is room for you know doing s- teenagers doing salsas and dancing moves that aren't you know sexualized in a way because they're, they're just dance moves and. People are allowed to dance, but in this context, it it does come off a little weird. Also, with the cultural appropriation aspect of it, on top of everything, like it's just it's just wrong looking overall. All right, just real quick, this cultural appropriation bit. I did a a, a very loose translation of the intro to this song, where they just come out speaking Spanish phrases that really don't mean anything. They don't, um, like, in relation to one no, another. No. But Sharpay, <laughs> Sharpay, one of the, the last thing Sharpay says before they start singing is, do you want to dance? And then Ryan like motions to, to himself and he says, look at me like I'm in my dancing clothes. Let's <laughs> dance. And I just, I liked that little, like, I thought that was a fun quippy thing. It doesn't make any sense in relation to the song or anything like that. But I thought it was a funny, like, two lines that if you didn't know the translation, it's it's not very funny. Yeah. And it could have been much worse. You know, like, <laughs> it is problematic, yes. It's also one of those where it's like, in the it's song... It's meant to be problematic. <laughs> well, the, the, because the thing these is, are characters that we don't like. Right. But also in the song itself, it, it makes sense within the story of the song, I would say. is You know, you've got these two people who are supposed to be flirty, you know, and they're in a salsa thing. You know, you're, you're kind of talking to each other in... in in Spanish, and, you know, again, they're supposed to be flirty, and their brother and sister, how hard would it have been just to make make him Ryan Blevins instead? And <laughs> they're just good family friends. Or he's adopted. Like, it's not that hard. Like, and, and then it, it, it's just, like, that's the whole thing that weirds me out, is that it's like, you're... Like, they made a conscious decision to make them brother and sister. They made a conscious decision to make them be the way they are. And I just, I thought that, I think that's a bad move on their part. I think that's a bad move. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that part's bad. It, it is. And when you're looking, and, you know, of course, the, the dumb argument, oh, well, you know, the time that it came out, blah, 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 blah. No. It's like, that's still not. That's okay, not an you know. excuse. Yeah. Now, white people can speak Spanish. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. But at the and same they time, are in it's- fake New Mexico, so they might actually be speaking Spanish when they're out and about in their community. Yeah, I, I think if this, I, mean, was like- I, I, don't- I think the thing is, Sharpay and Ryan probably aren't. They're yeah. probably, you know, they probably have houseworkers yeah. who speak Spanish, and they would have probably never communicated with them in Spanish. I can't understand you. You need to speak English when you talk to me. That's my Sharpay impression, by the way. I think it's, it's a pretty good spot one. on. Yeah. It, yeah. I think what gets me the most is the beginning that this little like Spanish speaking 
part at the beginning has absolutely nothing to do with the lyrics. Also, the lyrics like don't make sense. But I want to talk more about the lyrics in the next minute because we get the weirdest line in the next minute. Yeah. And I, and I think that's that's a big aspect of cultural appropriation is just like using something as like a facade or a lens to make it seem cooler or exotic, quote unquote, or something like that, just to, to change the aesthetic to make it like cool and different where it's completely not necessary. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think about, you know, the claims that, you know, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs is cultural appropriation. I still flop back and forth on where that is, but it, it's you definitely see something like, well, why did we adopt this specific aesthetic? The story and the the plot of it doesn't isn't necessary for it. And mm-hmm. th- and this is a great example of like, there's no there's nothing in this song that suggests salsa. Yeah, it's just generic dance number. I think we would need to look at the broader narrative of the story story, quote unquote of the musical and also remember this was written by a 15 year old so like they don't understand (laughs) this stuff i mean and it very well could fit in like oh they're at a salsa dancing class you know um or the tinseltown musical is about two up-and-coming salsa dancers (laughs) who (laughs) are trying to make their way to the top but they're they're in this they have to learn how to tap dance the the tap dance i can't explain like (laughs) Oh, <laughs> it's supposed to be castanets. Ryan does also that beautiful. Um, I can't think of the ballet move when he like when you like leap. I can't remember that that term, but he leap. also does a beautiful. It is a leap. It's a leapy boy. No, it's it, what it's called. <laughs> yeah, right. Ryan, Ryan is a beautiful leapy boy just in the middle of this salsa music, and I'm like, that's a ballet move. You point your toes, funny. <laughs> so I thought the All same right. thing. What? <laughs> What say you we transition out of this minute and into a next minute by, and we'll wrap up this episode of the show? That makes sense to me because we've got more Bob to the top to talk about next minute. You're so different on your own show, Tyler. I, just <laughs> I wanna, know, right? <laughs> I just want to point everybody to the butterfly episode of Feels Like Weezer during Pinkerton and compare that to this, to this Tyler. I like both of them. Don't get me wrong. But... Oh boy, it is. Listen a- to any time I've gone on to uh, Bare Naked ABCs. Yeah, Tyler uh, says that he's like, I try and roll in my chaos when I'm on my own show, but I just let it all out when I go to other shows. And it's just his gift to the world, I guess. Yeah. Gift is a word you could use. <laughs> it is definitely know, a word. Go you back could and use listen to, to the. Listen to the butterfly episode of Feels Like Weezer. It's still my favorite. It, it's my favorite <laughs> episode. Like just because the, the, our our whole tangent about Godzilla is just fantastic, but um, and relevant because now we've got Godzilla v Kong, um, Dawn yeah. of Justice, yeah, coming out. So <laughs> okay, so Zach, where can people find you on the internet if they so desire? Well, I like I said, I used to be a part of Feels Like Weezer. Now I just do the editing, which you know is fun. Uh, but you can check that out. Feels Like Weezer on Twitter. Um, you can check out my Twitter at the informal log. Um, and I also write a blog about books and stuff. I, I read a lot of advanced copies and all that sort of stuff. So you can check out my burgeoning review site, uh, freckingsmithbooks.com. I tried to get it the best freckingbookblog.com, but it was too <laughs> long. So, well, you did, and you, you weren't going to go with at the informal blog. <laughs> I hate Tyler's. You. That's never gonna come back for minute eighty two now, Tyler. See, well, okay. So before before I did the informal log branding, 
I did actually used to do uh, Z Smith B and then whatever. Uh, so it was like my Facebook was Z Smith B booking. Uh, my Twitter, my tweeter was Z Smith B tweeting. Uh, Z Smith B granted, Z Smith B reading. You know, and then I rebranded because that's too much. Like you, you can find me that way uh, pretty easily. So I just went with you know my my gamer tag. You want to play video games with me? You can join me at the informal walk on PlayStation Network. Is it called a gamer tag anymore? I don't know. Um, a handle? I don't know. Video I'm not, games. I'm not a gamer. Video games. I play Tetris. Anyway, Condor, where can people find us on the internet? God. People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. That's my handle for Twitter and TikTok. Your TikToks are excellent, by the way. Thank you. Sorry, Connor, keep going. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. You can also send us an email, amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler. I've been Zach. And we'll catch you next time for another fabulous bopping, topping, flopping, mopping episode of Wildcat Minute. You can bet on it. <laughs> <laughs>